Good evening, and welcome to the Music Lab Podcast. I'm Mo. And I'm Dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. We are so happy to be back down here in the studio again. After having been um, at the Harrisburg University Presents series over at the Riverfront Park in Harrisburg. The beautiful Riverfront Yeah, Park. it really is. And what a great place to see a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really was an outstanding experience. And I think so, any of the artists that we are going to talk about tonight would have been oh, they would have loved great it. additions. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get right at it, okay? Yeah. We're bringing you another mixtape, which I'm sure that you will have already seen on the title. Uh, but we're giving you 70s acoustic songs. Now, just to establish what we mean by this, anything that occurred during the 1970s is fair game. And anything that is primarily acoustically based is also fair game. Where it was relevant, we tried to stay as acoustic as possible, but both of us kind of came up with a tidbit or two here and there that may have been sort of, you know, maybe bending the rules a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It's our podcast, and we'll do what we want to do. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I gave my songs like an AD. That meant if it was, I don't even remember, but it was good enough. Right on. Yep. I mean, I, I like the idea there that you're trying to do something and you can't remember it. Yep. That, that kind of that fits with it. It's more like ADD. Mm-hmm. Is more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Get low. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> All right. That, that's why you're my boy. It was acoustic dominant. Oh, there you go. I like yeah, that. See the song that jarred it. Dominant. The joke dar- jarred it out. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, so, you know, we would, again, encourage you mm-hmm. to, you know, in whatever medium you interact with us, you know, whether it be social media or on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, give us some of the songs that you like from the 1970s that were acoustically based, you know, or it doesn't even have to be from the 70s. You mm-hmm. like an acoustic song? Let us know what it is. We can check it out. And then maybe we'll be able to include it on our what are you listening to yeah. segments that we do. Yeah, because but, between the two of us, we're going to have 20. So, yeah, there was. Yeah, there's a lot more than thousands. 20. Uh, you know, I, honestly, we talked about this. Yeah. We probably could have split the decade in half or even picked a year and right. still both had 20 songs, no problem. Yeah, like so, early 70s, late yeah. 70s, or yeah. So we kind of just kept it broad because yeah. it made it a little more interesting for us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get to it. Let's get to Dog, it. Dog, start us off. Kick us off, man. What yeah. do you got? Give us your first tune on your 1970s acoustic song mixtape. Well, man, thank you, Mo. I am excited to introduce mine. And I felt like my first song is appropriate because it's called Sunshine. And it's summertime, and man, it's hot here. I'm sure it's hot everywhere else. Yeah. But this song by Jonathan Edwards, when those drums kick in, this song really becomes special. And there is such honesty in his lyrics. I love how he strums to to end the song, too, and how he sings, Sunshine, Come On Back Another Day compared to how he does it, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. previous verses. And, and as, like I said, as he changes it to end the song, um, just a song that makes you feel good. And a lot of these songs, you know, I'm going to mention that because I, the 70s made you feel good. They and did. especially when it was acoustic. It, it, they did. These artists did such a good job at setting a tone and creating a vibe. 
Yeah. Right? You know, and, and this song in particular, this, yeah. this is a great song. Jonathan Edwards can sing. It's catchy. It's positive. It's all the things that made the 70s great. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a lot of feel-good stuff here. And I, I totally agree with you about that. It's Good just choice. a soft voice, and it yeah. just matches that strumming guitar so Yeah, well. that's a great song. What you got, That's my an friend? awesome choice. Thank I you. love it. So for my first song, I cannot in good conscience start out a mixtape from the 1970s without going right to Jim Croce. All right. Now, I'm not going to talk about it overly much today, but Jim Croce has a lot of personal foundational stuff with me. Um, and he has, you know, affected me not just from a, from a, from a musical standpoint, but from a songwriter standpoint. And so, you, you know, forget the, how many songs yeah, that are just, great. If you have not d- gone down that rabbit hole yeah. of the deep cuts, I mean, seriously, just do yourself a favor. Mm. Anyway, you know, it would have been too easy for me to choose Time in a Bottle because let's be honest, Time in a Bottle might be the greatest acoustic song ever written. It is that good. It is that good. So check it out. But that's not what I chose. I chose a song from 1973 Mm -hmm. called Thursday. Okay. This is from the album I've Got a Name. This song is classic Jim Croce about moving on from the wrong lover. When I think about acoustic musicians, he's the first one I think of because he was and is categorically the best from both a playing and a nostalgia perspective. So, like I said before, if you have not done a deep cut tour of his stuff, just stop whatever you're doing, stop whatever you're listening to, and go do it. You will thank me a million times. Like you said, that song is classic Jim Croce, and it's very introspective, isn't it? Like, it is. Very introspective. It well is. done. So, so lyrically... Well, well, I started out pretending that I'd come to mean enough to you to make you want to change. Then I came to realize that there was just too much of you I'd have to rearrange. Case in point. (laughs) Burned. Dude, that's a 70s burn. And that's, I mean, that's like. That's a before I was born burn right there. (laughs) So good. There's, there it is. Thursday by Jim Croce. Yeah. That's my lead off. Good choice, my friend. Yeah. It might go downhill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, it's no, it's going to go uphill okay. for both of us. Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my second song is actually called Danny's Song. <sighs> Kenny Loggins and Jim Messina. And Kenny Loggins way before Danger Zone. This was, you know, we're talking. A long 16, time. 16, 17 years before This Danger is a Zone. long time before that. Well, Danger this, Zone would have been 1986. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, this or was 85. 70, yeah, this 85, was 73, 86. I think the song yeah. was, or 71. But, yeah. yeah, substantially before Crazy. that. Crazy. Yeah. Their harmonies on this song, oh. and in the chorus particularly, set this song apart. <laughs> Kenny, I, Kenny wrote it about his older brother, Danny, because he had just had a son and was planning on marrying the mother and moving to Berkeley, which inspired the lyrics. I That was fascinating learning about that. But, yeah, this song. You, I, I, you said exactly what I was going to say about the song, like literally word for word. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. What's he, your song, yeah, Jim? He rocked it. He rocked it. That was good. <laughs> I'm glad we feel the same about that yeah. song. Yeah, dude, those harmonies. Oh, my God. 
So, so my second song and see, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I feel like with this list, it's just, it's just one knockout punch after the next. As it should be. So I chose 1974's Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. Mm. Perhaps one of the top five most famous acoustic songs ever written. This is Harry's honest look at the price of life on the road and the effect it has on your family. Lyrically, it is so powerful. No matter how many times I have heard this song, it still emotionally affects me. It emotionally affected me when I was listening to it to re- for this review. And I have heard and played that song thousands of times. From the signature lick to the beautiful melody, this song has it all. Mm. I'm not going to give any lyrics, as the entire song would need to be included. It is one of the greatest songs ever. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, his voice is so haunting. It's it's so good. Well, especially because then he ends up dying yeah, young correct. in a car accident. At what age? Uh, a lot younger 30s, than we are. 40s? Yeah, he was young. Yeah, okay. He was young. And so <clears throat> the, the song has even double meaning. But anybody who has ever heard this song can feel it. Lyrically, every word. I, I tried to choose some. Yeah. I couldn't. Or we just wouldn't have enough time. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So moving on to my third song. It's only four letters, but it sure packs a punch. It's a good one. Our gal, Amy. 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 A-M-I-E, too. A-M-I-E, which I don't think I've ever met a Amy that spelled her name that oh, way. Oh, really? I have. You have? Yeah. Kudos. One. One. This is by... Not Counting Crows, not uh, who else? I'm trying to think who else is saying this, covered this song. But anyway, the Pure Prairie League is the artist. Again, this song just puts you in a good mood. (laughs) An interesting tidbit about this song. A year after this song was released, Craig Fuller, the lead singer, was drafted into the army and didn't sing again until 1976. Wow. And then later joined Little Feet in 1987 to replace Lowell George, who had passed away. Wow. <laughs> Pure Par- Prairie League, you know, say that again three times, was inactive until 1998. And now they are still like, you know. Doing it. Doing it. And yeah. Doing the road. So, what a great, great song. The, again, this song just when it instantly comes on the first verse, it's just yeah. You what know, this you is, do? this is the first. <laughs> this is the first, and it's not going to be the last. Uh, what I would consider a crossover. Pure Prairie League is a country music band. Yes, but this is this song is singable and has great harmonies, and you. If and you has know a, the song and you hear it, you can't not harmonize with them. It is so good. It's kind. They kind of were one of the first like pop country mm-hmm. like artists because yeah. really there are pop sensibilities in this song, oh, even yeah. though oh yeah, it is. It's it's just because it's a great song. Yeah, it yeah. really is, and yeah. it is a great song. Yeah. So yeah, dude, good good one. 
Four letters, baby. Yeah, Amy. Amy. Pure Prairie League. And you know what? A shout, out, a shout out to all the Amys out there. Yeah. We, we like you. Yeah, we like yeah, you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So my third song <laughs> is from 1970. Okay. If You Could Read My Mind mm. by Gordon Lightfoot. Mr. Lightfoot. And Beautiful with Gordon Lightfoot's airy baritone. The finger-picked guitar is flawless and it has that peculiar 70s feel and you know what i mean i'm not sure that i have ever heard a more beautiful breakup song in my entire life melodically it rises and falls it's a simple song but that gives it even more power i love listening to this song i love performing this song This is a great song. So lyrically, I never thought that I could feel this way. And I've got to say that I just don't get it. I don't know where we went wrong, but the feeling's gone and I just can't get it back. I will tell you this, and I think this is the first time that I've said this on this podcast. This song makes me want to be there when he recorded that song Mm. oh how special would that have been yeah i mean this song is really really underrated and not like (laughs) i have a lot of other gordon lightfoot songs that that i could have put on i i mean a lot Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of gordon lightfoot songs that i could have put on here i couldn't keep this song off and that's where it kind of came out like I just couldn't because I wanted to put Cotton Jenny on here because I love that song. But I, I couldn't, it couldn't beat this song out. It just can't. How many albums was he in when he, when this song was written? Do you know? You like, mean how, what, what album was it on? Like, yeah, yeah. Order? like I have no idea. Okay. I mean, it was 1970, so I would imagine early on. And he started, yeah, he started what? Mid sixties, early sixties. Yeah, it's hard to tell because again, like, what is fame and where, where, where does the line begin and end? Yeah, you know, when did mm. he start like playing out of the back of his car? Who knows? Yeah, but wow. th- this is a this is a great song. Yep, check it out. Yep. All right, so I, as you, had to include a song by Jim. Croce. Of course, you did. And I chose Operator. That's the way it, what is how That's is it? the way it feels. Yeah, that's the way it yep. feels. Yep. So again, I'm not gonna talk about the song itself because everyone knows this song. It, it's just it is. It's so again, as you said, classic, like epitomizes Jim Croce. But I thought this was cool. In two thousand, so twenty two years ago. And you are familiar with the Martin Guitar Company as well. Mm-hmm. I we have visited, or I have visited. You have visited. I, it. Yep. I, I was just there a couple months ago getting yep. my guitar. If you've not had a chance to go, please go. But what's cool about this? The Martin Guitar Company in 2000 produced 73 guitars in honor of Jim Croce. In each of these guitars. An uncirculated 1973 dime was inserted in the third fret fingerboard in honor of this song and the final line, 
you can, can keep, keep the, the dime. dime. Yeah. Back then, there were these things called pay phones. Yeah. All right. It was back kind of like right after the dinosaurs. <laughs> and, you know. Before penicillin. <laughs> and, and, and even back, you know, even before our day, because in Chad and I's day, and we were around for pay phones, it was a quarter. Yeah. That's how old this song is. It was a dime to make a phone call. Yeah. But you know what, just to jump off your Martin guitar thing, Mm -hmm. Martin guitar is right down the road from us. It's about an hour and 30 minute drive uh, northeast of here in a town called Nazareth. And incidentally enough, it's the Nazareth that the band is talking about in their famous song, The Wait. And they were going there to get a guitar. I have two Martin guitars and they are the finest instruments made today. They're handmade. And they're amazing. So if you don't have one and you're a guitar player, every guitar player is trying to reach for that. And that's exactly what Jim Croce played because Jim Croce was from right down the road in Westchester. He lived in Westchester. Yeah. So cool. He's a local boy. Yeah. Did you know that, that Martin did that? I did not know that. And that's outstanding. It's so cool. So that's super good. Yep. I love that digression right there. That was a good one. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. What you got? All right. So for my number four, now we're starting to hit. Now we're starting to like grab attention. Yeah. This is your your cleanup hitter, right? Yeah. This is a good. This is baseball. This is is getting me in it right. Okay. And I'm going to knock you out with it. 1978, The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. When I was a kid, Mm. Kenny Rogers was an absolute titan. He was the biggest country crossover in my childhood. And he was probably, quite possibly from a pop perspective, the biggest country crossover ever. This was his biggest hit. Mm. Everyone I knew 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 every line to this song. Kids, parents, grandparents. It's about an old card shark giving advice to a beginner about how to live a life at the table. This song is catchy and singable and incredibly simple. It's a three-chord song. You could play this song after playing guitar for about six months, and you will love it. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Dude, it is. It's just, dude, that's his, that's it. Yeah, there are people, uh, there are fans of his that look at him like like fans of Elvis would look at Elvis. I mean, he was, he is. As they should. Yeah, just. Dude, he was a hit maker. Yeah. And it was hit after hit after hit from the, from before I was born until well into yeah. uh, you know my Dolly life. Parton didn't duet with too many people Mm-mm. she chose him <laughs> like that says she something. didn't need to well and yeah fair and, enough and with him so there it is yeah. that's my number four mm, good stuff man yeah all right so I'm halfway through we yeah. are at song five the last song in the first song yeah <laughs> flip to tape after that's this a, yeah, yeah it's 70s we're doing out we're yeah. doing vinyl yeah Again, as much as you would not have Jim Croce on this list, I could not have Yusuf, Yusuf Islam, or as we better know him, 
Cat Stevens. Mm -hmm. And the song I chose, you know, again, I could have chose 15. Uh, I chose Wild World. And as much as the original is a standard of this decade, it was refreshing to hear his take on the deluxe issue of T for Tillerman, which this song came off of, mm -hmm. where he turns the song into this 1940s kind of jazz number with piano and accordion. And two years ago, we're talking, at 72 years old, he still sounded great, ladies and gentlemen. If you get a chance to listen to it, and if you're a fan of the song, obviously, it, it, I definitely recommend it. A really, really nice take on, again, a standard of this decade. That's neat. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. You know, he has such a unique style, both the, both as a singer and a player. As a player, yes. Um, mm -hmm. He really does. I mean, he, he plays outside the box. The transitions in the chorus of the song are just absolutely amazing. He, as a man, is a very interesting man. So, like, go check him out personally. Like, the things that he's been through and, and all the things, you know. He, and there's the a, activism. There's yeah. a great story there to this guy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, beyond the talent. And so, good choice. Behind the music. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a good choice there. I Thank like that one. Friend. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, what do you uh, so, end in your side A with? So, I... Senor... I'm going to end my side with 1971's uh, Vincent by Don McLean. Uh, yeah. Don McLean's tribute to Vincent Van Gogh, or we say Van Gogh, but his real name was Van Gogh. This song is haunting and thoughtful. A look at the melancholy beauty of errant genius. This song pushes and pulls rhythmically, and the masterful playing of the acoustic guitar next to Don McLean's beautiful piping tenor. The lyrics express powerful imagery in honor of the famous artist. I'm not going to tell you the imagery part. I'm going to give you the final lines of the song, which to me are the most powerful. Mm. Now I think I know what you tried to say to me, how you suffered for your sanity, how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They're not listening still. Perhaps they never will. Ooh. Wow, those words ring true today, don't they? <laughs> they they've rung true since the beginning of time. Yeah. And you know, that's what's so cool about a song like this is it's a reminder yeah. that all of the the pains that we suffer today are not new. They're the same pains we've all suffered Rehash. because we're human. Yeah. And But this song is beautifully played, beautifully sung. It's just him and the guitar. There is nothing else. Mm. It is amazing. A, a, a side tidbit um, that I heard a while back mm -hmm. that, that always makes me kind of smile when I listen to this song is uh, apparently this was Tupac Shakur's favorite song. Really? His mom used to play this song in, on the records time. at their house uh -huh. when he was little and this was his favorite song. And what if, if you think about that though, who Tupac was and what he did and how he ended up, 
it's a fitting song for him to love. Well, and also, too, he... he a very similar character arc there. Well, and also, too, like, you know, he was a talent for melody. I mean, you know, as I a... I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, and, and so I really kind of, like, I appreciate that little mm-hmm. tidbit. That's I don't great. know if that's actually true or if it's just a rumor, mm-hmm. but even if it is... Just a rumor. It's it still cool. Sense. Well, it's, it would yeah, make sense. It so. makes sense. Yeah, yeah it, but it's still cool. Mm-hmm. It was a good one to start. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go my song six to start off my side B. Oh, dude. I mean, what a knockout punch. This yeah. is. Great. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. I, woo, let's go back to back with you know. The, yeah, I was mad the, that you chose this one. I'm sorry. I know. Well, I'm kidding. I had to include Mr. Lennon. Mr. John Lennon and his song, Working Class Hero. The final take, as it appears on the album, is actually a composite of two different performances done at two different studios. Interesting. If you listen carefully... You can hear the the dub. might require headphones. (laughs) Yeah. You can clearly hear the sound of the guitar and vocals change where the edit was made about halfway through the song. Wow. Now, I re-listened to this after mm. I and I could not tell a difference. I'm going to I'm I'm a try. You will probably yeah, tell I'm, a I want to hear that. Yeah. And the F bombs that were in the song, Lennon said, that's part of being working class. It won't be working class if what you say is all very clean and very proper. Well said, Mr. Yeah, you know, the man went after it. You Mm. know, this is so John. (laughs) It it really, this song is probably the most John song he ever wrote. I would agree. It's brutally honest and willing to pull every skeleton out of everyone's closet to do it. He saw a better world than the one we live in. And I think that's the thing we love so much about all the wonderful music he left behind. He was a visionary. What a a choice, dude. This song is outstanding. 100% love that. Yeah. Good Mm. choice. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. All right, side B, buddy. Makes me wish I could have picked it. The next one hurts me even more that you picked. (laughs) So... We, we do this. This is what we do. So the next song I'm going to choose, this yeah. is my first song on the second side. Don't keep the people waiting. Is from, uh, you know, you got to get, got to get, know. pull them back I in. Know. So I'm going to give you 1972's Stuck in the Middle with You mm. by Steeler's Wheel. This song starts off kind of quiet. You hear the acoustic guitar kind of just like, a little quiet and then all of a sudden it just rolls in with this bass and the stomp drums and the, the hand claps but make no mistake this song is driven by acoustic guitar yep. and the fantastic melody the harmonies are so good you could bounce a quarter off them this song is catchy and fun for fans of quentin tarantino this song has special meaning yep. from its place of prominence in the film Reservoir Dogs. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. 
here I am stuck in the middle of you. Dude, I mean, just like somebody dude, just had a party clown. gone wrong, dude. <laughs> I had a little too much. I, I took a little too much, and now I need to get out, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. There it is, stuck in the middle with you. You know, I'm going to be... Rafferty, dude. I'm going to be brutally honest, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. For the longest time, I thought that Bob Dylan sang this song. <laughs> It kind of has that Bob Dylan equality it, it totally to it. Does. Yeah. Like, it totally it does. Yeah. It does. I understand why you would think that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not being a You're huge... probably not the only one who thought that. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. If, if if any of you out there, please comment and say, Dog, you're you're not alone. <laughs> There's other people. <laughs> Dog needs to feel like he needs you to give him a bone. That's right. He wants to bone. feel like, like he's not the only one. <laughs> Sometimes you need some wet food with your dry food. <laughs> what on earth are you even talking about? All right. No. Oh, Next. <laughs> so like I said, had to go with John Lennon. Or, you know, I had to go with John Lennon. So I'm going to go with another Beatle for my next song. And that's mm. George Harrison mm. and his song, My Sweet Lord. Oh. I will say My Sweet Lord to this song. Ladies and gentlemen, this was his first single and his biggest hit. And I didn't know this. This was the first number one for any Beatle after they broke up. Mm -hmm. Because this was the first solo album that was released of the members that was, you know. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. This song, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. The much maligned Phil Spector produced it and sang backup on this song and Peter Frampton played lead guitar. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did. Okay. Yeah. Man. It again gives this song so much more depth and so much more perspective when you know like a great like Peter Frampton contributed. Yeah. I mean, so. Peter Frampton. It's it's odd that he comes alive. Man. Yeah, that that he didn't make the list for either one of us. He he made my my first cut. But yeah, okay. You know this song. I've been on this song for years now. It's just such a great song, and I listened to it with such regularity that it was one of the very first songs I thought of when we talked about this project. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you chose it um, because it allowed me to choose some other songs. This song is just showcasing the the thing that you know that real Beatles fans have always known mm-hmm. is that George wasn't the quiet beetle he was the spiritual beetle and his lifelong search for that sort of spiritual answer led to some of the greatest songs ever and this is got to be at the top of the list you know, when people asked him why his All Things Must Pass album was so good, he said, well, for years they cut me out of the songwriting. I got one or two songs per album. I stacked up all these tunes and that's why this album's good because this is the, you know, this represents a, a decade of my writing. <laughs> right. And and so I think, you know, that's a cool thing about this song. It's a cool thing about George. You know, He's an interesting fella. And Rip George, you know, not a lot of people know you were murdered. And, you know, just to get that out there, um, good dude, good song. Yeah, it's a good combination. Good choice. What you got, my friend? So I'm going to roll up into 1971 again. 
because I just can't. I, yeah, I can't yeah. keep out of seventy-one. Okay. So, the song is "If" by Bread. This song comes in hauntingly with this arpeggiated guitar yes, and a slow wah laying accents on the one beat. But it's the voice, it's that voice mm-hmm. that gives it its real magic, that beautiful falsetto crooning away on one of the most perfect love songs I've ever heard. If you're looking for a good wedding song, I offer you this tune. Mm. It's amazing. If by bread. Here are some here are the final lines of the song. If the world should stop revolving, spinning slowly down to die, I'd spend the end with you. And when the world was through, then one by one the stars would all go out, and you and I would simply fly away. I was just mesmerized. Dude. By that. Bread? Mm. That was how you got the ladies back in the 70s, dude. Bread. You don't need butter with that bread. Mm. Mm. And I'm not talking about the green one, Mm. the green bread. (laughs) I'm talking about the band. Yeah, yeah. The green bread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, there it is. Bread. I thought it was turquoise like my shirt. (laughs) Oh, dude. I can't Uh, believe we're already winding down here. We're, We're the last few... I'm down to three. So yeah. this song, and and I we talked about this pre pre podcast. This song for me, I think, is the most popular. I, I think mainstream song of my list, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, because you can't, you can't keep it off. That doesn't discount the song in absolutely any way. It, not. it elevates the song. Yeah, um, absolutely not. And so, without further ado, uh, it's James Taylor, and it's Fire and Rain. Yeah. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. James, at the age of 20, when you wrote this song, and you wrote it in three different times and in three different places in a single year, what came out of it was this song. And it is a classic and a just brilliant, brilliant, honest, well-played acoustic song and it i could not have it on my list or not have it on my list one of my parents favorite bands a song that i've listened to my entire life um yeah that's a great song yeah it's a classic song it's well played and sung i remember singing this song with my dad while he played guitar when i was a kid good memories are tied to that song it doesn't matter you know sometimes the songs are popular for a reason Mm -hmm. This is a perfect example of that. Yep, timeless, right? Mm-hmm. Well done. What you got, my friend? So for my eighth song, uh, yes. I chose one that I really like personally. Uh-huh. So I went with 1971, again, <laughs> Mother Goose by Jethro Tull. All right, shout out to the Brits out there. This is from the mega album, Aqualung. Yeah. Mother Goose feels like it's being picked and played by some medieval bard. The transitions in this tune are outstanding. Ian Anderson's voice is so unique and completely underrated. I saw Jethro Tull at the Star Lake Amphitheater in the 90s, and it was one of the best shows I have ever seen. Anderson is a player and one hell of an entertainer. This song... 
I couldn't keep it off. It is so well played. The acoustic guitar is flawless in this tune. So lyrically, as I did walk by Hempstead Fair, I came upon Mother Goose, so I turned her loose. She was screaming. And a foreign student said to me, was it really true there are elephants and lions too in Piccadilly Circus? I know you love the Jethro Tull, so you need not comment. Don't ruin my love here. Don't comment if you can't say something listen, nice about my band. Listen, I'm not going to, like, but those lyrics right there, yeah. th- that surmises Jethro Tull <laughs> right there. That's, that's, you know what? Just, just keep your opinions to yourself. Was that, was that a negative opinion? I'm joking. Yeah, You're allowed fine. to offer your opinion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, JT. Just I you tell, love, baby. Do you love that guy? I do. You love that guy. <laughs> All right. So a band that I do like, and a city that we like. Take off the new. It's a band called Orleans. Man, this song "Dance with Me." Again, you want to talk about a song with great harmonies. When they sing that chorus, it's just, it's so lovely and so peaceful. And it just, again, it just puts you in a good mood, right? Lead singer John Hall, though, took a break from the band after 2006 to get into politics. He was a House of Representative from New York Wow, from 2007 to 2011. And he was actually born an hour and a half south of here. In good old Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. So that was cool. I, kudos to you, Mr. Hall, for yeah, dude. your Rock service on. to your country. Absolutely. Yeah. And now he's, uh, after, he's they're still touring. Like, they're yeah. still going at it. Wow. So, That's awesome. Not, yeah, not too shabby. Yeah. Dude, this song's classic 70s. <laughs> you know, it's another song that brings back a lot of great memories from childhood. Yeah. You know, it really is. It's just a great, it's a feel-good tune. That's a great choice. Yeah, I want to get, I would like to find this, that album on vinyl. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, and see if check it out, man. Go to one of the vinyl shows. You'll yeah, find yeah, it. Exactly. Somebody has it. Yep. All right. What you got for so, your ninth? So, nine is a very important song for me. Okay. And, you know, so this is from 1978. It's Dust in the Wind by Kansas. One of the most recognizable finger-picked intros of all time. Kansas's absolutely monster ballad about the mortality of humanity is easily one of the best songs of the 70s, not just acoustic cuts. The beautiful voices harmonize so well throughout this three-minute track. The interlude with strings... This song is perfection. Absolute perfection. This is what pop music used to sound like. And that's the thing that gets you the most is when you listen to a song like this, you're like, this was pop music. This was popular radio music in 1978. And then you look what we got now and it's like, what happened? Francois, what happened? It's just It's awful. So overproduced. Yeah, just uh, it's <laughs> yeah. and beyond that. Just yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the emotional or intellectual, uh, you know. Not that this song is super intellectual, but you know what I mean. Yep. So the 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 
My favorite lyrics from it yeah. are the last verse. Mm-hmm. Now don't hang on. Nothing lasts forever but the earth and sky. It slips away. And all your money won't another minute buy. Dude. It's like you're listening, you're trying to listen to the radio and all of a sudden you're having some like existential crisis. Yeah. This is pop music in the 1970s. I've never been to Kansas, but man, this song is great. You're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) You're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I always felt like this song, I listened to it at night. It's it's just a nighttime it's a good, song. It's a, and it's a good summer song. Yeah, and a good summer yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Should have made our summer song list. Yeah. Check it out. So I will say this. That is the the only song on your list that I had a real hard time keeping off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to you that you yeah. put it on there. Awesome. Great song. So I'm ending my your last my tenth song. I had to you know, like you said, go out with a bang or, you know, give you a banger here. Mr. Rod Stewart, one of my favorites growing up. Again, one of my parents' favorite artists going up, growing up. His song, first, The First Cut is the Deepest. Man, oh man. Well, it's not his song. It was actually written by Cat Stevens. And it was actually a hit for P.P. Arnold in Britain in 1967. But Stewart didn't cover it until 1976, and it actually went to number one in the UK for him. I think it went to like 18 for her mm-hmm. um, in 67. But man, I mean, Cheryl Crow has covered this song, but his Rod Stewart, you know, we could do an entire episode just on Rod Stewart songs. This song to me, though, personally, it's just. It really hits you hard. And it's, again, just an honest, introspective song that Cat Stevens wrote. <laughs> you know, I was going to I commented on that, yeah. you know, I, that I said, I love how you snuck two Cat Stevens songs onto your list here and then painted one as Rod Stewart. I did. Um, I don't blame you. Yeah. It's Cat Stevens. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I will say this, though, because I feel like I need to say this. Mm-hmm. That was the reason I didn't include a Cat Stevens song, was because you had two already. Ah, okay. and so you okay. know, I felt like I needed to say that. So, what would you have? What song would you have picked? Oh, I'm not telling you that. Oh. Yeah, you'll have to wait till the next list. Because <laughs> there's I'm a lot. The dirty dog. That was a dirty you, mo. There's a lot of great music there, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been tough to find one yeah, to be continued. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, my last. Yeah, what song, you got for your last? My last song is one of my favorite songs of all time. And a lot of these songs on here are some of my favorite songs. But this song in particular has a lot of personal meaning for me. I have it on vinyl. Um, This was a band that both my parents liked when I was growing up. And so I listened to a lot of their records as a kid. And it's 1970s, The Only Living Boy in New York by Simon and Garfunkel. Paul Simon's beautiful goodbye to his old-time partner, Art Garfunkel, who is embarking on a career in acting. This song is another classic offering from the album Bridge Over Troubled Water. Every track on that album is a home run, but this song is my favorite. 
expansive guitars, beautiful lyrics, soaring harmonies. What a gorgeous swan song from one of the most influential groups of the 1960s. And they actually came out in the 50s. That's how long they were together. And incidentally, if you didn't know this song was about Art Garfunkel, they called each other Tom and Jerry for years, the, the, the whole time that they were together in a group. Mm. And that's why he says, Tom, get your plane right on time. Mm. I know your part will go fine. Fly down to Mexico. Do, 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 do. And here I am, the only living boy in New York. You know, his loneliness about his best friend kicking off and doing something else with his life. Mm-hmm. It's palpable in this tune. Yeah. And it, 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 it is. It's emotionally affecting. It's a beautiful song. Check it out. Yep. You know, you take for granted their harmonies. Mm. This song, it really showcases their guitar playing. I mean, they're, yeah, uh, great choice to end your yeah. to end your list. Yeah. Guys, what did you think of our list? Hopefully you all enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed both the lists. I I really like the songs that you chose. And we would love to hear your choices out there too, people. You know, like, let us know what songs from the 70s that are acoustic tunes that you like. Mm -hmm. You know, just just comment. Or let us know too, like, man, why did he have that on his list? That song sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, music is subjective, so you could take that angle if you wanted to. But I'd much rather hear you tell me a song you really affected. You know, or a song you would have chosen, um, you know, be, you know, just kind of choose some songs out there. Give us something to listen to. You may remind us of a song we haven't heard for a while, or you may even give us a song that we've never, we've never heard before. Yeah. I I was talking to Chad before this show. I had a huge list that I had to pare way down. In fact, my final cut list that I had to choose from was 17 songs. Yeah. That's how many bands or songs or groups didn't make the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't put a Led Zeppelin song on. I, you know, like I didn't Pink put a Floyd. Beatles song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't include Pink Floyd, yeah. but you know, uh, some of that was because everybody knows those songs. Yeah. So, but you tell us a song that you like, or you know what, maybe give us a song everybody knows and say, how could you leave that song off of your, how could you not put Tangerine on, you know, whatever. Yeah. But thanks so much for listening. As thanks always. so much for yeah, yeah, yeah interacting with us. And you know we love to read your comments. We love to see your posts, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate you as fans. And we're hoping that maybe you know you could share the posts that we make on your social media. Let people know about the podcast. If you know somebody who likes this kind of thing, yeah. you know let them know about us. It would help us out. It would help us build some listenership, some viewership. Mm-hmm. But we would like to, you know, thank you again. And also, you know, check out our sponsors at the end here. Mm -hmm. And we would love to offer you peace and one love. Come on over to Roosterstone.com where you can book the band for any event you can imagine. Acoustic, full band, whatever your event may require. You can also email us to take online music lessons at an affordable monthly price. Don't forget to download our original music and like, follow, and subscribe to Rooster Stone across all social media platforms. Keep rocking out at 
Roosterstone.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Raw Outfitters, we are an independent, family-owned clothing company for all ages. Check out our inventory of shirts and hoodies at www.raroutfitters.com and follow our social media pages. Don't just wear. Rawr.